This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Getting the rest of the team doing TDD. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Like the TDDIT drama performed on episodes 14 through 22, once you've one person with the ability and drive to actively do test-driven development, you've got a spark. We'll review some of the steps that Vanilla Pop, our other spark, used in getting his team to do TDD. And also add a few more tips that I found work very well. Step one, find a spark. Find someone who is of a flexible mindset and senior enough to influence others to get them actively working on learning to do TDD on first some sample code and then on code that's used for work. Another strategy is to hire a developer who does agile software development often referred to as an Agile Technical Coach or XP Coach. You want to hire one of them to join the team for a few sprints. Agile coaches like myself have been doing test-driven development in various languages and in a full-stack fashion for a decade or more. And so it's not difficult for us to start transforming your team and your code in a few days. One, two, three, four... Step two, fan the flame to fire. Have your team start actively learning on the code that they use for work. Here's some ideas to do that. Teach each individual developer how to do TDD on their user stories. Get your Spark busy for a few sprints and have them pair program with your developers so that they are mentored into how to solve their micro test challenges. There will be a few difficulties at first and design patterns will be discovered and used to remove or change the problems in your existing code base or architecture so that microtests can be more conveniently added. Another strategy which helps is to reduce release pressure in order to in order that each team member can take more time to learn something as they deliver a feature. Some ways to do this are have the team decide to do to select a few stories that they deliver with micro tests and have one or two team members do TDD by pair programming with, of course, one of those two should be the Spark. And then the next sprint, the Spark pairs with another person to do TDD on their other story. And uh, ideally, the, the first person who paired uh, with the Spark in the previous sprint continues doing TDD. There's a danger of being stuck in the forever beginner loop. Just like if you only play golf a few times a year, you'll always, your level will never increase much. So this can also happen with test-driven development or micro-testing. If you don't write enough tests in a short amount of time, you're never going to get into a proficient level. So do what I call the 40 in 4 challenge. Write 40 micro-tests using TDD within four weeks. 
And frankly, that's not an awful lot. That's 10 micro tests in a week. Some days I write 10 micro tests in a six hour or four hour of a day. But anyways, if you write at least 10 per week, you're going to increase your proficiency and you won't always be struggling as a beginner. Beginners are never happy with TDD because it's always hard. And it doesn't have to be that hard, but they need to invest enough time to become proficient so that they don't feel that TDD is arduous. They just get their work done. Another tip is to socialize what your team practices by talking about microtest achievements during stand-up. So whenever a team is developing a new process such as TDD, they should be talking about it at stand-up. The developers who are doing TDD should be prompted and just say this, hey, how many microtests did you add yesterday? And they, they, you know, they say whatever that number is. If there were difficulties... They ought to talk about that because that's an impediment. And uh, one of the team members may be able to resolve that. That's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Step three, invest in a brick fireplace. We need to get management support to help enforce our standard processes. But we don't want to start it too soon before the team's ready. So we want to get the team to start talking about a vision of doing TD on all production code. You want to start this conversation after they've done steps one and step two, because now they'll feel some confidence that they can achieve that vision, that it's achievable after some period of time. Now, you want to negotiate with the team to select a time. Perhaps two months in the future is rational. More than that feels like we're just screwing around. So, get the team to talk about a time period when they will make TDD their mainstream practice for all product code. Another tip is to make transparent our microtest production. Make visible the number of microtests being created day by day and talk about that. No, brag about how many microtests were delivered during standup. Continuous integration servers with a visible dashboard are ideal for this as well. Another tip the newbies need to stop complaining about writing automated tests. Developers quickly blame the new thing for slowing them down. This is a cognitive bias. Anybody who ha- has had kids has seen this happen. When I ask the, my, one of my kids to do this new thing they don't really want to do and it's going to disturb their routine, there's a lot of pushback. And when it takes a long time, I might ask him, hey, why did it take so long for you to clean the table? And they'll say, well, you did this other thing that I didn't like, and uh, that slowed me down. This is what TDD will be the whipping boy for a while with people who are new to it in that beginner part. This is another reason why we want to break them out of the, uh, the forever beginner loop and get them to a proficient level. But it also helps just to be positive about it. Look, we're all going to take some time to learn. I did. Everybody in my team did when we started this initiative. So it's to be expected that you'll be slower. You will get better and faster and TDD will actually make your development phase faster. But it's going to take a bit of investment. 
So everybody knows learning will take time, so stop complaining about it. It is usual and expected that the team will slow down for two months as they develop the skill. It makes no sense to complain about something that everyone knows will happen, and this just upsets managers that they feel upset that their teams are upset. And it may hinder their courage to continue the process of adopting this. My advice is to just stop it and focus on positive aspects of learning a new skill. Share the new things you've learned. Later, you'll be able to go faster, but you can't just jump to going faster without learning. Another thing you should be doing is talk about your micro-test production during sprint reviews so your team members know they'll be held accountable for producing durable quality code. And the stakeholders ought to be learning or discovering uh, about their team's new process. Run the micro-tests during sprint review. Show your stakeholders the number. Oh, maybe today we have 15. Next sprint, oh, we have 50. Next sprint, oh, we have 100. You know, show them that. You don't need to go blow by blow into every detail, but show them the, the high level, like how many were produced in the last sprint. Tranquility base here. The eagle has landed. Step four, maintain the fuel. The team's working agreement should be to always address failing unit tests as priority number one. The only thing more important than that would be a production problem, which I guess is priority zero. When a build fails or someone or a pair must stop what they're doing and resolve the failure. If we're gonna invest time in micro tests, we have to keep them running, otherwise we won't get the value. New code that is added without micro tests should be deleted, as would any code that fails a code review. Pair program on all production code. Production code is the code that powers the features that your customers want. Uh, test code is the code that tests your production code. So you should be pair programming all production code and test code, quite frankly. The only thing you may not pair program on is prototyping some kind of experiment that you're doing before you care to put it into your production code. If two months have passed and the team is still having problems with regressions on new code, retrospect on this, as this can only happen when failing to create adequate micro-tests and points to some developers not following the process. The expectation should be that after six months of starting a TDD initiative, regressions should rarely happen or be greatly reduced if there is a lot of untested legacy code. The trend in the bug tracking system should be consistently going down and the trend in the code coverage tool should be also consistently showing more code coverage at, after every sprint. It's been my experience that after one year of doing TDD on a legacy code base, a bug tracking system is no longer necessary other than as a workflow system between support and development. The inventory of bugs should number in the single digits. Next episode, we'll talk about getting the whole organization using TDD. 